Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of LaunchPeer, where we help non-technical founders go from idea to launch and beyond. Hey, everyone. So welcome to today's episode. We're actually going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to answer any questions today uh, because today I'm celebrating our uh, my 12 year anniversary uh married to my beautiful wife and co-founder belinda uh shout out to belinda out there (laughs) but uh you know 12 years of marriage and uh, six years in business so it's crazy this will be the last year that uh i guess from here on out i could say that i've been working on my business and building it for over half of our marriage (laughs) it's pretty crazy to say out loud it feels some days it feels like i just started the company yesterday some days it feels like uh you know it's been forever uh, i think every every founder has those kind of days but what i'm going to do today a little bit different i'm going to be talking about 12 tips that i learned growing a startup while also growing a family and i, I think a lot of people who are listening to this and just a lot of our customers in general are, are doing that you know they have kids, they're married, whether they have a wife or a husband or whatever, like they're trying to build this life while also building a business. And it's hard, you know, it's, it's difficult. Uh, It's hard to know how to prioritize things, what to focus on. And so basically what I'm going to do today is if I could go back and talk to myself when I was starting the company thing and when when I was getting married, uh, things that I would do differently or things that I would make sure I continue to do or keep doing every day, we're going to go through 12 tips that I have for someone who's doing that. And this episode's probably going to be a little bit longer. I don't think we're going to be able to do it within 10 to 12 minutes, but you know, we'll just see how it goes and we'll feel it out and we'll go from there. A good way to, to have a Friday, right? So tip number one, shut up and listen. <laughs> so I, there, there's, it's number one for a reason. Uh, one of the things that I was really terrible at early on in marriage, even as a boss here at launch Peers, uh, you know, I do the, the stereotypical thing of like, you're listening to someone talk in order to respond. You know, you're, you're not really listening in order to hear what they have to say or kind of feel it out. And I think part of that is just immaturity. You know, I got married, you know, obviously 12 years ago, uh, you know, I was 20, 20. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I was 20 years old. Um, and so, you know, I was pretty immature back then and even starting my business. I mean, I, I started the company yeah, at 26. I was pretty immature then too, you know, and and I think that's okay. I mean, as leaders, you're supposed to grow and get better. But one of the things that I wish I would have done better was just being quiet and listening to what the other person had to say, whether it was good or bad or whatever. A lot of times we hear the other person, but we're not listening to what the other person has to say. And I feel like in marriage, that's really important because when things get heated, if you don't practice doing that, in just normal everyday life, then when things get heated, you're never going to do it. And when you start arguing, you're getting into fights or whatever, especially when you start building a company and those arguments turn into arguments about money or time, you know, there's a lot of high pressure situations that go on there. And you want to make sure that what you're doing is not just trying to win an argument or trying to get your opinion in or trying to get the other person to admit that you are correct or you're right or whatever. So just make sure you shut up and listen both in marriage and also to your team members as well at LaunchPeer. One of the things I try to do and I'm getting better at this every day is making sure I have real honest conversations with people on my team and ask them how they're doing. Try to just make sure I gauge, you know, when they say something, how they're saying it, 
What are they actually saying? What do they mean when they say something like that? And not really parsing their words in order to win an argument or to win a discussion or whatever. It's really more so I can hear how they're feeling behind the words. And if you're only, you know, hearing what they're saying and not listening to what they're saying, it's almost impossible to do that. Okay. So that's number one, shut up and listen. Number two, your family is always the priority. For those of you who are married or have kids, uh, you know, even if you just have extended family who are helping take care of what it doesn't really matter. Your family is always a priority. It doesn't matter what's going on in your business. It really doesn't even matter what's going on in your, your career either. Um, your family should always take precedence over anything else that, that is going on. It doesn't matter if your kid is sick and has to stay out of school. Uh, had that happened to me plenty of times. doesn't matter if they have, uh, you know, some appointment like my, you know, this morning, my, my, uh, uh, kids are going back to school next week. And so my kids had, uh, an appointment today to go to testing. Well, you know, that's important. Uh, my getting hit kids, haircuts, taking them to the dentist or doctor appointment. Uh, you know, we, we just had a baby not that long ago, seven months ago. And, you know, helping my wife as much as I can and not just sitting there on my computers is important. Your, your family should come before everything else. And the reason for that, I'll get into in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Number three, you don't need to work 80 hours a week. It took me a long time to learn this a really, really long time. And look, sometimes I'm still guilty of it. Okay. And that's less because I feel like I need to, and more because I really just love what I do. And so I want to work a lot of hours on it. But the point here and, and the tip is you don't need to work 80 hours a week. And in the beginning, the first, I don't know, two to three years of launch period, I really felt like if I'm going to get ahead, I need to work, you know, two jobs basically on my one business, you know, and I would feel guilty if the business wasn't doing that well. And I wasn't working 80 hours a week, even though when I look back on it and I, I love to track data and just see how things are going and what's going on. And, you know, it's pretty clear to me looking back on it now that working 80 hours a week didn't, really move the needle as any significantly, uh, any significant amount more than just working 40 hours a week, you know, or, or whatever you end up working. Like it, it didn't really affect how fast the company was growing or anything like that. The one thing that did impact how fast the company was growing was when I started hiring people and letting them take off the re the responsibilities off of my shoulder and, and letting them do work that they were better at, or at least could focus on more than, than me. So just remember that try to think to yourself when you're working all these hours, like, are you really getting enough done to where it's worth it? Or is it more worth it to spend 40 really focused hours working and the other time really focused on your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, or whoever's in your, your life at the time. Uh, and I think the answer for me was pretty clear. Uh, number five, lean on your team when you start getting to the point where you're able to hire someone and look, I know a lot of you starting out are not at this point yet. So if you're listening to this and you're a solo founder, I totally get it. Um, but if you have a team or have contractors or maybe one or two team members, or, or maybe you do have a big team and you're listening to this, that's great. The, you need to make sure that you're delegating and getting rid of as, as much as you can. Um, and really, I don't mean this in terms of tasks like day to day and you know, uh, oh, you shouldn't be doing design or you shouldn't be doing project management work, whatever. Uh, what I mean here is when, when you, when I say you should lean on your team, I mean those times when you have to check out 
or those times when you need to take a day off or those times when you're feeling down or need some help or, you know, you're, like I said, your kid is sick or, you know, things aren't going great at home or whatever. You should lean on your team. I'm not saying go to your team and like tell them all your dirty laundry. What I'm saying is like, Hey, if your kid is going to be is sick today, like you should be able to take the day off and you should lean on your team to make sure that that actually happens. And really you should build a culture that allows for that to happen and allows your team too to be able to feel that same freedom, right? Not everything's always going to go well in your business. Uh, and that's just how business is, especially when you're starting up, right? I mean, starting up is trying to do, uh, trying to build something in really great uncertainty. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but that's about it. So you really need during that when, when things like that go on, your team is the thing that's going to get you through it. And I wish earlier on, I would have leaned on the team, uh, that I had and that I was building in order to make that happen. And also, uh, one thing I am proud of is that I've built a culture here at LaunchPure that makes it where everyone on our team can lean on other people on the team. Like we have a culture where, you know, we have flexible work hours and we work from home on Fridays. We're kind of working from home every day right now. Um, but if somebody's sick, they can leave. If somebody has a doctor's appointment, they don't have to get approval to go. Uh, you know, if someone has a family member who needs help, they can check out. Like we've built a culture that way because I realized after years of running this company that that kind of culture is really, really important to have because if I want that for me, then I should want that for my employees as well. All right. Number six, take time off <laughs> vacations or the weekends or a random Monday or a random Friday here or there. Like you need to take time away from your company to focus on your family because this goes back to the, your family comes first. They want to see you and they don't want to have to keep looking at you over the top of your computer screen. You know, one of the things I, I felt guilty about when I was, you know, earlier on, uh, when I didn't really take this to heart was I, I came to a realization one day that I, every time my son wanted something, uh, and my two older kids are 10 and eight, every time my son wanted something, I felt like I was on my computer and I just kept having to tell him like, Oh, I can't right now. I'm, I'm working on something was what I was working on. Really, really important. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> you can go out the way and in the, in the moment, I'm sure I felt it was incredibly important, but, uh, looking back on it, it probably wasn't like world changing or anything like that. Right. And so the thing that would have made it easier for me to focus on them was to just take time away, you know, a one week vacation, or even just one of the things that we started doing that really, really helped me was taking like a little mini vacations, you know, like a long weekend and not bringing my computer with me. Sure. I brought my phone with me cause you know, early in business, it's really hard not to, but even in those situations, like I would leave my phone in the car during those many vacations. If I, I thought like, Hey, I really want to focus on what we're doing here right now. And I doubt anyone will need me on a Saturday morning from nine to one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And if they do, so be it, you know? And so by doing that, it kind of broke my habit of not taking time off because I was always under the, you know, I always thought taking a whole week off who, man, I still remember like, look, <laughs> I, this is funny. I, I still remember the first one week vacation I took away from the company. It was when me and my wife took our kids, our two boys to Greece. This is like, I think two and a half, three years ago, actually. And it was hard for me to break away. My team was making fun of me because they're like, Hey, stop checking Slack and all of that. And, but the only reason I even felt comfortable doing that was, uh, because I 
had taken like little tiny, you know, mini vacations leading up to that point. And that got me comfortable enough to look, if the team can be without me for one or two business days during the week, you know, maybe the business will be okay without me for five business days, you know? And since then we've taken several more vacations, gone to Italy or, or I mean, to Paris or Mexico. And I feel much more comfortable now. And, and that's a habit you have to get yourself into of taking time away from your business and just start off small, you know, long weekends or whatever, that's totally fine. And then just kind of build it up from there. And your family needs to see you during those times when you're not just stuck to your computer screen. Um, number seven, meticulously review your calendar every single week. I'm still getting better at this. You know, one of the things that my wife does for me is, um, you know, my wife has a career too. Okay. Um, and if you guys don't know, my, my wife, was my co-founder at Launchpeer for, you know, the first two and a half to three years. And, you know, it was hard running the business together. It's hard being married, let alone running a business together. And we did it for a really long time and have a really great relationship and had one even back then. But she wanted to take her career in another direction and got a really great opportunity. And so she took advantage of it. And I kept working at Launchpeer, which, and it worked great for both of us and our whole family. Um, but because she has her own career, there are times it's not fair for her to be the only one taking kids to doctor's appointments or it's not fair for her to be the only one dealing with stuff around the house or grocery shopping or, you know, school functions or whatever. Right. And so a lot of times those things kind of just pop up, you know, maybe like a week before they actually happen or maybe even faster than that, uh, depending on how much of an emergency is or what's going on or how soon your kids tell you something's happening or whatever. Uh, and so when those kind of things happen, you need to make sure that your calendar is set up and you're checking your calendar pretty meticulously to add things to that calendar. It took me a really long time to figure out how to do that, where in the past what I would do is like, oh, kids dentist appointment, right? Okay. It's at 1130 block off 1130 to 12. Like that's not a good way of doing it. Now what I do is I block, okay, kids dentist appointment is 1130 to 12. You know, I'm going to block off 11 to one <laughs> just, just in case. Cause you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen in terms of getting the kids ready to get there. You don't know what's going to happen at the dentist appointment. You don't know what's going to happen after the dentist appointment. And it's not like you want to be the kind of person who's like, you know, Hey, throw Timmy in the car, drive to the dentist appointment, hand him to the dentist in and out, drive him home. And he has, you know, his face is totally numb and you're like, okay, cool. I got to get back to work. I didn't block off my calendar the right way. You know, it's like, that's not fair to them. It's not fair to you because it puts you under a lot of pressure. So that's just one example, but just the idea of making sure you really focus on your calendar. That's something I wish I would have started doing uh, a lot sooner and just figuring out how to, how to manage that a lot better would have really took taken a lot of stress off of me and also taken a lot of stress off my wife as well. I mean, because I didn't do those things, I was all, I, when things like that popped up, I always felt like I was under a lot of pressure, which made her feel like she was under a lot of pressure, made her feel bad because she wasn't doing those things when she shouldn't have. And so it, it saves a lot of hassle. If you just make sure that you're every single week, you're reviewing your calendar. I, I do it usually two weeks in advance now. Like, okay, what's come, what's coming up? When can I have calls? When can I not have calls? What's going on with the kids? Do I need to take them somewhere? You know, all that other stuff. Like you try to check it as much as you can. Uh, number eight, your job is not more important than your spouse. Okay. And, and not more than your spouse, but more than your, your spouse's job. <laughs> I think as entrepreneurs, we feel like, uh, look, and whether we admit this out loud or not, like we have this, uh, feeling that 
what because it's our company and we're building it that what we're working on is more important than your spouse who just has a job you know and that's just kind of how the feeling is and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Everyone has their different career paths. Some people want to work 40 hours a week and climb a corporate ladder, and that's great. People want to work a job where they can just check in, check out. They don't care about climbing a career ladder. They just care about making sure they make enough money to pay the bills and feed their family, and that's it. Some people, like us entrepreneurs, want to build something, and that's great. None of those people are more important than any of those other people. But I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we, we forget that. And whether we admit it or not, when something comes up that, you know, oh, hey, the kids, uh, you know, we both forgot the kids have a dentist appointment tomorrow. You shouldn't default to, well, this is my company. Like I'm building this. Like I can't just go and like check out because that's not fair to your spouse who has a career and they can also cannot just check out. Right now, I understand the same thing is true in the opposite direction as well. You know, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you should always take on the doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, whatever chores and all that stuff, just because you can set your own schedule. It shouldn't work that way either. Um, but, you know, I, I think the spouse that has a job or a career, uh, or even if they're just stay at home spouse, uh, it's it's not fair to them for us entrepreneurs to, to think about our, you know, business or our entrepreneurial lifestyle as taking priority over whatever it is that they're working on. Okay. So just kind of keep that in mind that I've kind of lost track of that at some points during my marriage and during the business. And I always have to constantly just make sure I'm not thinking that way. Um, so just make sure you, you really internalize that. Um, number nine, show gratitude. Um, you know, whether it's to your spouse or the people on your team, like always say pleasing thing. I feel like this is such a easy one to do like it's a real pet peeve of mine when you know whether it's at home or your kids or whatever people don't just say thank you you know or yes please or whatever I know it sounds so stupid and so small but just showing gratitude to people in general around you is really really important you know if, if somebody does something for you whether it's at work or you want to have people on your team or you know uh, a partner or a co-founder or a spouse like it is such a small thing to just say like, Hey, you know, thanks for doing that for me. Or, Hey, thanks for taking that off my plate. Or, Hey honey, thanks for taking the kids to that appointment. Or, Hey, thanks for making dinner. It's a really small gesture, but it means so much. And you can't think of it as this big thing. You have to think of it as like every time you do it, you're putting five cents in your, uh, karma account. I, I don't know what else to call, to call it. <laughs> I never thought I'd say karma account on this podcast. But you're, you're dropping kind of nickels in this karma account, you know? And yeah, every nickel doesn't mean anything like, and you, you can easily be like, ah, it's just a nickel who cares, you know? But like you, you the point is to just keep doing it because you're going to be building up a lot of relationship karma by doing that with all the different people around you. And also it just makes you feel better about you and yourself when you show gratitude to all the people around you, because I can promise you whatever situation you're in right now, you have something to show gratitude towards or someone to show gratitude towards. You just have to figure out who or what that is. Okay. Uh, number 10, take care of yourself. One of the things I started doing, um, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Um, 
for the last, you know, I mean, it's been a long time, really since I got out of the military, uh, which was, I mean, years ago, I, I think it was like eight years ago. I really had a problem with smoking. And, you know, for a few years, uh, after I got out of the military, you know, tobacco is a big thing in the military. So it's really easy to like fall into that trap. Um, and for a few years, like I would hop on and hop off that band, that wagon, you know, of smoking. But then when startup life started getting really stressful, it's like really easy to be like, okay, I, you know, I need a, I need a cigarette, you know, and, um, it's not healthy, you know, and, uh, it took me a really long time to get out of that habit. I actually, uh, quit not that long ago. Um, and it's been, you know, a while since I've smoked, you know, there's this book that I really like. And if you're interested in uh, the book, I can't, I never remember the name offhand, but you know, it's like one of the most popular books, but I read this book a couple months ago after my wife bugged me about it. Um, thanks honey. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I quit like cold Turkey and I was smoking a lot, you know, like a lot more than I should. And I was spending a ton of money on cigarettes more than I wanted to, but I quit. And since then, uh, my focus has been higher. I get a lot more done during the day. Um, I, I feel better about myself. I feel better around my kids, you know, cause I, I don't feel like a hypocrite. Cause you know, if a kid, my kid came to me and said, Oh, I want to smoke too. It's like, well, what am I supposed to say? You know, like, Oh, don't die. Cause my mom used to smoke and what she'd always tell me is, uh, you know, well, just cause I do, it doesn't mean you should do it. It's not good for you. It's like, meh. that's not really a good argument. Um, and so I didn't want to have to have that conversation with my kids. And, you know, also I just wanted to feel better about myself and just be a healthier person, you know, and that includes working out. Uh, you should try to do some sort of workout at least three times a week. Uh, I, I usually liked running and weightlifting. I usually do it like Mondays, uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, a longer run on Saturdays than I do the other days, but I, I run and then I just lift some weights and I only work out for like 20 to 30 minutes, not a whole lot of time. Um, I get better sleep now. I actually bought this thing called an aura ring. Um, and it, I mean, it helps me track my sleep. It's not perfect, but it, it definitely helps a lot in terms of tracking my sleep. Um, I make sure that I go outside a lot more. Um, one of the things I realized was sometimes I, I get on my computer or my phone and I just kind of sit that <laughs> just work and don't move, you know? And, uh, spending time outside, whether it's just walking around the building and you can still work while you're doing that. Like I, our phones are a very powerful things. So you can just get on your phone and, you know, work if you need to, but like just walking around outside. The other thing I did was I only live maybe, you know, a, a mile and a half, uh, from my office now. And so I got a scooter so I didn't have to drive back and forth. And just that 15 minute scooter ride to and from work every day is great. I mean, it does a lot for my mental health. I just throw on some music and zone out and feel the wind and, the leaves. And I know that sounds really woo woo and all that stuff, but like, I promise you just go outside once a day in the middle of the day, every day, and you will feel a lot better. And that's one thing I want to, one thing I want to point out here is this isn't a situation taking care of yourself like that, where you're getting more sleep and quitting smoking. Maybe you drink less or you only drink on the weekends or whatever, like all of those things. You, a lot of people I feel like think they're going to see like immediate impact that day you know, or like within a couple of days. And I think a lot of people do this. We're working out too, where like they, they go to the gym two times and like, Oh, you know, I don't see a huge amount of progress. So I, I guess I, you know, this isn't really working. It's like, well, it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Doing that, taking care of yourself doesn't work that way either. You can't just go outside in the middle of the day for two days and be like, I don't feel any different. Like it doesn't work that way. You can't just get better sleep for two days and like, Oh, I don't feel a ton better. You will feel a lot better if that's what you do though. But you know, if you can't measure it that way, you have to kind of measure it over time. So here's what, here's the, the best thing that you can do. 
if you if you feel like there's things you can do to take better care of yourself right now, open up a notebook, write down, you know, how you feel today, like tired or, you know, this is the things that I do and I feel tired during this part of the day. And, you know, I get angry or irritable this part of the day. And, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I feel like this and just kind of just journal throughout one of your days and just kind of document how you feel. Okay. And, you know, or you can do it at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. And then do those things, better sleep, um, you know, uh, work out and, uh, uh, go outside even just those three things i think those are really really simple things do those things for a couple weeks and then do the same thing the same exercise journal and see how you feel and then compare the two and just see and you'll it's not that you'll look at the words that you wrote down and be like oh yeah you know i i could definitely tell just from what i wrote down how much better i feel that'll probably happen but what you'll what will actually happen is it'll doing that exercise will force you to think about how you feel uh, the, when you first did it and also when you're doing it after you, that two weeks is over and you'll realize like, Oh wow, that, that I feel way different. I feel so much better now. I have a lot more energy and, and all of that good stuff. So anyway, number 10 is important, which is why I took forever explaining it. <laughs> number 11, remember why you're building a company. I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we forget the day to day or we, we forget the long-term play for the day to day. The day-to-day is like, I need to set up a marketing campaign. I need to, you know, uh, figure out what's going on with this customer, or I need to figure out why our website's not converting at this rate or whatever. It's like, all that stuff is really important. And don't get me wrong, like all that stuff leads to the long term. But if, if you're focusing on all of those things and forgetting the reason why you're building a company in the first place, then you're, you're really going to start going down the, a path that is going to lead you to, uh, being unmotivated, you know, questioning why you're even working on what you're working on. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to lose Your energy level is going to go down because you're focusing on what's happening now or in the near term versus why, like where you're trying to get to down the road. It's kind of like when you, when you know you're taking a long distance drive, okay, you, you know, you're going to be going across country, right? And I used to drive cross country all the time with my wife just for random reasons, mostly because we were traveling for the military and stuff. And if I had focused on what was going on over the next hour or two, I would really hate the 30 hours we were going to be driving. So what you have to force yourself to do in those situations to make sure you stay awake and you stay active and you're happy and you're not irritable and you're not upset or whatever is you have to focus on you know, what you're doing, like, why are you even on the road in the first place? Like, okay, our destination is here. This is what we're going to do when we get there. That's what I'm going to focus my energy and attention on. And that's why we're driving here. And so I'm going to make sure I keep that, uh, foot on the gas and we're going to go 70 and we're just going to consistently keep pushing. So we reach that goal. And anytime I felt unmotivated or didn't want to drive anymore, one, I leaned on my team, which is my spouse, but two, I made sure I kept in mind why I was doing it in the first place. And it's the same thing for building a company. Building a company is not a sprint. It's a marathon. There's parts of it that feel like a sprint, but it's really just a ton of sprints mixed in with a ton of long distance running that leads you to an end result that you're trying to get to. Right. And for every entrepreneur, they have a why, you know, whether it's, I want to build a company and get acquired. Uh, and I want people to know who I am totally fine reason. I want to build a company and I want to be on the cover of Forbes Inc. magazine, uh, 
fine, totally fine reason. I want to build a company and just replace my income so I can quit my day job. Cool. That's great. You know, I want to sell my company for enough money where I don't have to worry about working anymore, but I can, if I want to, that's a cool too. Like there's so many reasons why you're building whatever you're building. It's not as like I, when entrepreneurs tell me, and I ask them this question, I ask this question to every person, every entrepreneur I talk to like, what's your goal? Like, why do you, why are you doing this? <clears throat> I always push back when I hear the answer. Oh, I'm doing it because, um, I'm doing it because there's a problem in the market and I feel like I need to solve it. It's like, okay, but why? <laughs> there's a, there's a, millions of other people in the world. Why not just let them solve this problem? Or why not just tell everyone about this idea and hope that someone solves this problem? Right. Oh, well, because it, you know, I, no one's going to do it. It's like, that's still not a good reason. Like, why do you want to do it? Why do you want to, if you have a good career, why do you want to have your pay get cut by 80% for the next three years while you try to build this thing? Why do you want to raise funding for something and go beg people to give you money, which is investors for the next year in order to get enough money to even have the potential to build this thing? Right. Why do you want to deal with having to take on wearing 20 hats while you build a company and work a lot of hours? And like I said, try not to work 80 hours a week, but you know, you're going to in the beginning, right? That's just how it is. And you're going to do that. Why? Just because there's a problem that you're trying to solve. Like that makes no sense to me when I hear entrepreneurs say it. And usually it's total BS. There's always a reason behind it. And you as an entrepreneur have to remember what that reason is. There is a reason. You just have to think through what is what is my reason for doing something like this? And always keep that in the forefront. If that means putting a screen, uh, a desktop background or wallpaper on your computer, great. For me, it's a desktop wallpaper on my phone that has my why on it and I always look at it. And it changes, sometimes it changes, sometimes it won't, but always having an end goal in mind is really, really important and you need to have one if you don't find one like as soon as possible. <laughs> All right, number 12. Say I love you more than you need to. Uh, one of the, me and my joke, me and my wife joke all the time because w- me and her tell each other we love you all the time, and it's just kind of second nature. And so, I think a, a few years ago we had a conversation like, well, it doesn't mean as much when we're just kind of saying it second nature. And we, you know, we went back and forth on this, and it's like, yeah, it still means just as much because if me telling you I love you is second nature, it means that it's because. I'm showing it, showing you, I love you and telling you, I love you so much that it's like just part of who I am now, you know? And I think that's a good way to look at it. And it's funny because we've done that for a really long time. And now our kids do that too. Like I swear my oldest son, he, he walks in our room and tells us he, uh, he loves us and gives us a hug like three or four times a day, you know? <laughs> and so, and for no particular reason, sometimes he'll say, I love you. And then I'll hang out. And sometimes he'll say, I love you, but sometimes I'll catch him and he'll say, I love you. And then, uh, I'll say, I love you too. And then like, he's like doing something else or paying attention to something else. And then like literally 15 seconds later, he'll say, I love you. And I'm like, I know you said that, <laughs> you know, and I think that's great, you know? And I think with your family and your spouse or the people that are close to you, like make sure you tell them you love them a lot, like all the time to the point where you feel like maybe it's a little bit too much and sure there's going overboard, but I feel like most people don't say it enough. tell the people who you really love that you love them and you're going to feel so much better about yourself and the relationship that you have. And if it becomes second nature, 
great. I don't know anyone who was upset about having someone tell them I love you. So anyway, thanks guys. I know this is kind of a longer episode. Hopefully you guys thrive in life and in marriage and in your families. Um, and I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you have your own question you'd like answered on the show, just go to launchchat.com and post your question there. And as you know, we have a free community just for entrepreneurs building and launching tech startups. All you have to do to join is go to launchpeer.com slash join and you'll see the link to join right there. And lastly, if you think the show is great, we'd love to hear from you. Go leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen on and it helps us spread the word about the podcast and help even more entrepreneurs just like you.